Today is the 22nd day of September, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore Him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are His also. The sea is His, for He made it, and His hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to His voice. Psalms for the Twenty-Second Day Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Let all those whom the Lord has redeemed proclaim that He redeemed them from the hands of the foe. He gathered them out of the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in the desert wastes, they found no way to the city where they might dwell. They were hungry and thirsty, their spirits languished within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He put their feet on a straight path to go to a city where they might dwell. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and the wonders he does for his children. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness and deep gloom, bound fast in misery and iron, because they rebelled against the word of God and despised the counsels of the Most High. So he humbled their spirits with hard labor. They stumbled, and there was none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them out of darkness and deep gloom, and broke their bonds asunder. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his mercy, and the wonders he does for his children. For he shatters the doors of bronze, and breaks in two the iron bars. Some were fools, and took to rebellious ways. They were afflicted because of their sins. They abhorred all manners of food, and drew near to death's door. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent forth his word and healed them and saved them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his mercy, and let the wonders he does for his children. Let them offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and tell of his acts with shouts of joy. Some went down to the sea in ships and plied their trade in deep waters. They beheld the works of the Lord and wonders in the deep. 
Then he spoke, and a stormy wind arose, which tossed high the waves of the sea. They mounted up the heavens and fell back to the depths. Their hearts melted because of the peril. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wits' end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper and quieted the waves of the sea. Then were they glad because of the calm, and he brought them to the harbor that they were bound for. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and the wonders he does for his children. Let them exalt him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. The Lord changed rivers into deserts and water springs into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into salt flats because of the wickedness of those who dwell there. He changed deserts into pools of water and dry land into water springs. He settled the hungry there and they found a city to dwell in. They sowed fields and planted vineyards and brought in a fruitful harvest. He blessed them so that they increased greatly. He did not let their herds decrease. Yet when they were diminished and brought low, though stress and adversity and sorrow, he poured contempt on princes and made them wander in trackless wastes. He lifted up the poor out of misery and multiplied their families like flocks of sheep. The upright will see this and rejoice, but all wickedness will shout and shut its mouth. Whoever is wise will ponder these things and consider well the mercies of the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, beginning at the 11th verse. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that when the handkerchiefs and aprons and the touch to the skin were brought to the sick, their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some itinerant Jewish exorcists tried to use the same of the name of the Lord Jesus over them who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of the Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit said to them in reply, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leapt on them, mastered them all, and so overpowered them that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. When this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, everyone was awestruck. And the name of the Lord Jesus was praised. Also, many of those who became believers confessed and disclosed their practices. A number of those who practiced magic collected their books and burned them publicly. When the value of these books was calculated, it was found to come to 50,000 silver coins. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. 
but over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 4, beginning at the 14th verse. Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in the synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all of the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me the proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do you hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum? And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah when the heavens were shut up for three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow of Zarephath and Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of town and led him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. Splendor and honor and kingly power are yours by right, O Lord our God, for you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God. From every family, language, people, and nation, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And so to him who sits upon the throne, 
and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. A reading for Thursday of the week of Proper 20, a reading from a sermon of Leo the Great, Bishop of Rome, from the year 461. The Lord says, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. How indeed can righteousness succeed unless compassion arises against judgment? What is that right or is worthy as a creature, fashioned in the image and likeness of God, imitating the creator who by the remission of sins brought about the reparation and sanctification of believers? With strict vengeance removed and the cessation of all punishment, the guilty was restored to innocence, and the end of wickedness became the beginning of virtue. Can anything be more just than this? This is how Christian righteousness can exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, not by canceling out the law, but by rejecting earthly freedom. This is why, in giving his disciples a rule for fasting, the Lord said, Whenever you fast, do not become sad like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces in order to be seen to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. What reward but that of human praise? Such a desire often puts a mask of righteousness, for where there is no concern for conscience, untruthfulness, reputation gives pleasure. The result is that lack of righteousness, when concealed, enjoys a false reputation. For those who love God, it is sufficient to please the one they love. And there is no greater recompense to be sought than the loving itself. For love is from God by the very fact that God himself is love. The good and chaste soul is so happy to be filled with God that it is a desire of the delight and nothing else. For what the Lord says is very true. Where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. What is one's treasure but the heaping of the profits and the fruits of one's toil? For whatever you sow, this too will you reap. And people's gain matches their toil, and with their delight the enjoyment are found. There is a heart's desire to be attached. Now there are many kinds of wealth and the varieties of grounding for rejoicing. Each person treasure is that which is the individual desires. If it is based on the earthly ambitions, its acquisition makes one not blessed but wretched. But those who enjoy the things that are above and eternal rather than the earthly and perishable possess an incorruptible hidden store of which the prophet speaks. Our treasure and salvation have come wisdom and instruction and piety from the Lord. These are the treasures of righteousness. Through these, with the help of God's grace, even earthly possessions are transformed into heavenly blessings. It is a fact that many people use the wealth which is either rightfully left to them or otherwise acquired as a tool of devotion. 
but distributing what might be superfluous to support the poor, they are amassing imperishable riches, so that what they have discreetly given cannot be subject to loss. They have properly placed those riches where their heart is. It is the most blessed thing to work to increase such riches rather than to fear that they may pass away. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, that your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by any adversity. And in all we do, directing us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in the time of need, we humbly ask of you to behold, visit, and relieve your sick servants for whom prayers have been asked. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of the enemy and give them patience under their affliction. And in your good time, restore them to health and enable them to lead the residue of their life in your fear and to your glory and grant that finally they may dwell with you in life everlasting through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which are offered before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.